Greetings, it's Dr. Burnett, publishing pusher. The all the body place of encouragement, cultural empowerment. Weekly, she'll engage conversations with entrepreneurs and creatives. And these insightful interviews are designed to help us build our businesses, respective brands, ourselves, and to hopefully propel us to that next level of greatness, Big Boss. So with no time to waste time, it's officially go time. Hi, everyone. Dr. Annette, Publishing Pusher. Today, I'm going to be chatting with a young woman. Call her young, y'all. She looking good. Cassandra Webb. How you doing, Cassandra? I am great, Dr. Wynn. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for allowing me to speak today on your podcast. Yes. I want to say to everyone, there's a book in you. There's at least a book, one book in you. Now, will you tell that story? I don't know. But you know, we love it when people do tell their story and they're willing to bring that story to life. Habakkuk 2 and 2, 2, 2, write the vision, make it plain. Therein you will be able to run with it. So that is what our author has done today. So Cassandra, I would like to ask you to share with us a little bit about you, um, how you kind of have moved through life to get to this point that we are going to be talking about the book without talking about the book. Well, yes, I do have a story and I truly agree with you. Everybody has a story because nobody would believe I wrote a book. And truly know that I am on a podcast talking about it. My, you know, COVID was a mind-changing thing, but it was a shifting in the atmosphere for me. You know, I did hair for like 27 years. And when COVID hit, the pandemic hit, we all were sitting in a salon. It was 10 of us. And we realized early that something was going on. You know, all of a sudden the client just slowly and slowly start disappearing or not showing up. And being a hairstylist, we were some of the very few people, the last to close down. And we were sitting around talking about like, okay, they're talking about uh, COVID and people dying. So what are we going to do? And I'm like, ooh, I'm going to write a book. And I just spoke because I didn't know. I, I only think I ever known what I was going to do. I knew I wanted to do hair. And my mom told me, no, I had to go to college. And I did went to college. It went three years, but I, I left because I wanted to do hair. And I began doing hair. I did hair for 27 years, like I said. And when COVID hit, I'm like, God, what am I going to do? You know, because it was scary. You didn't know people was dying. People was actually dying. All we knew this was people was not coming to get their hair fixed like they normally fix. So it reminded me of so much of 9-11. There was another shifting in the atmosphere for me. And 9-11 hit and pandemic, damn it. It's like the world just completely shut down. So when I told God I was going to write a book, then I said, okay, God, what am I going to write a book about? So I started writing down, talking about marriage. And so many people was married during the COVID and so many people were stuck in the house with their husband. So it was something that they didn't really want to do is to be in the house with their spouse because you're not used to being with your spouse. And I was just fortunate. Mine had to continue to work because he worked for Georgia Power. So he had to continue because lights when I be always, they 
no matter what. They just like the airline. They have to go to work. I wrote my book during the transition of COVID. And when we was able to go back to work. And I was afraid. Clients was calling me because other clients weren't taking other people's clients. So I had to go in and take my own client. So I got a suite. And I did nothing. Like most people did. You do one, one at a time. Every two hours you do somebody else. Every two or three hours you did a client. So I went, and I went on with the book. I promise you, I didn't know what I was going to write about. So I kept writing. And see, people don't realize, they got They don't know how to start. But I started with my notes in my phone. I put my notes down. And after getting so much notes, I said, okay, I'm tired now. So now, okay, God, now what am I supposed to do next? I've got to find an editor. I found an editor. The lady gave me my book back. She was a friend of the family and told me she didn't charge me enough money. So she gave me my story back. And I'm looking at her like, oh, God. She said, no, you're going to make too much money off of this book. And I didn't charge you enough. So she didn't have the heart to give me another price. So I just took it and I went on and I skipped on. You know, manifesting things in your life and saying what you want because you got to know what you want. We all know what we don't want. You got to know what you want in life. And I knew what I wanted. And when the family friend gave me my book back, you know, I, I just tried to figure out what and where I'm going to do. Sitting in the salon one day, one of my clients told me she could edit the book. So she kept it for a few minutes and she told me, she said, I just can't do this. She said, I have a friend that owed me a favor. Okay. So my client told me that she had somebody that she could edit my book. And when she got it, she couldn't edit it either, which was fine with me. So, but she said, but I have a friend that owe me a favor and I'll let him edit. That's what he does part-time. And I did, I gave him my book and he was a minister. And I'm like, wow, you know what, God, you have orchestrated everything about this book. But when he started editing the book, he would say to me, he said, you wrote this book? I said, yeah. He said, well, I can't believe you put this in words. And you know, me not knowing the jewel that I had anyway. And he did edit the book and he kept about a month or so and he finished editing it, editing it. And then he gives it back. He don't give it back, but he tells me, I didn't charge you enough money. So you're going to have to pay me so much money an hour to finish editing my book. And so I took my book. I got, I mean, I told him, no, send me my book because I didn't mind giving you that money, but you don't tell me, you know, you're not going to edit my book. Making a long story short, so he gave me my book back, and I put it in a PDF, so he couldn't keep it. He didn't realize that. But when I got my book back, I took it, and I let a friend of mine finish editing it, and she did. That was a close friend of mine. But I got a book. That's a story that I didn't know I had inside me. So like she said, we all have a story. And, you know, the reason why I wrote my book like I said, I want to change the world view about being married. You know, we, we as women have to think different. You know, a lot of times, a lot of people get married, but we don't ever think about being a wife. And a wife is something totally different than being just getting married. You know, I've learned that it was different because most of the time God told me in my progress of being married before I got married that I wasn't wife material. And I'm looking at God, you know, I think I'm all that in a bag of chips. But after so many times he's telling me that I wasn't wife material, 
I challenged, I summoned the God. Well, okay, then God, you make me wife material. Dating the guy that I was dating. You know, he said he didn't want to be married. But see, we get mad as women and want to give ultimate. I didn't give him an ultimate because I knew I heard God's voice when God spoke to me. And he's like, he, I said, he told me I was not wife material. Then I, and then when I read the book, Power of a Praying Wife, I read five pages and I shut it because I was not qualified for be a wife. Because I was going off to learn behavior from, you know, my parents' marriage and other people around me marriage that I saw. And see, that's something that I didn't want. So Cassandra, before we go really deep into this, do uh -huh. you think that, you, you, you know, we have examples that we see? Yes. That we live amongst and uh, we see, and we even see things that don't necessarily kind of sometimes make sense to us. How mm -hmm. easy was it for you to see those things? And did that make you think that because of it, you shouldn't get married? Like the things it, that you saw? It did. I didn't want to get married for years. Uh, growing up in the type of environment that I was, I grew up in, that's why I didn't want to get married. You know, watching my mother go through her husband because it was like it was some domestic violence going on in there. And I never understood why my mother never left my father. But she had six kids. And so as I got older, I understood why she didn't leave. But still, you know, I believe in the prayer of God. God answered prayers. And she stayed married to him for 28 years after her youngest child graduated from high school and she left. But I tell you this, being a wife, and when I wrote my book and my mother read my book, and she was kind of perturbed about it, but she said she, she had not left my father. Because sometimes God give you husband to bring to them because none of us are perfect. And true enough, he wasn't perfect, but like she said, she was a wife. If she had known to be more of a wife than to just be married to him, she would have stayed with him. Because shortly after she divorced, he died. He died from a broken heart. Yeah. I mean, life happens. We, yeah. make, we, we all have a free will. We make choices. We don't know the outcome often on the other side of that choice. Um, we can then choose when it doesn't flow the way we want to, we can choose to beat ourselves up or we can choose to say, I'm, I, I can make it still in the Lord. You know, I'm still strong in the Lord. And, you know, sometimes looking back doesn't help us. Right. right. Yeah, but not looking back, like some things that I've done, I don't really look back. I just, I had to learn to ask God to give me amnesia for the things that was going on in my marriage. Because, you know, we can hold a grudge. I mean, I know I can hold a little grudge and get mad forever. But a lot of times I had to learn during my journey of marriage. God said, forgive. And you if you don't forgive, he won't forgive you. So that was one of my things I had to learn to do. And I did. But my husband hold a grudge to kingdom come. And, you know, I had to learn to, you know, deal with that. Not as, I had to learn to accept him for who he was. You know, because I thought he was going to be perfect. Yeah, I'm like everybody else. I thought I was going to marry my bow ass. My knight in shining armor. Because they led, led, led us to believe that fairy tale. You know, once you get married, you go off and you be a little happy ever after. Because no one ever tells you the truth. My mama didn't. 
Is it, do you think it's because they didn't know the truth? I mean, because a lot of things are, do you think that a lot of things are just traditions, generational things that people have been exposed to? And I'm of the opinion, you don't know what you don't know until you meet somebody that happens to know that thing. So at what point do people get the knowledge? What At what point do people connect with somebody or in, be in a different grouping with people where they really can learn something else? Well, it's, yeah, it's about your atmosphere. But see, I knew what I want, didn't want. And I spoke what I didn't want. But looking at other people marriage and the marriage that I was in as a child, they all were so much similar. Mm -hmm. and when I got ready to get married oh good you're going to get married and then when I got married I'm like what's so good about this it's the same thing that you guys have gone through and nobody told you you see I just lived it you see what I'm saying but I you're going to be the voice to help others who are coming along to if they're in it they can look at it differently if mm -hmm. they haven't gone through it, they can get some perspective of expectation. And do you think that in that process that communication is going to be essential in connecting with that person if they so choose? Communication is key. But one thing that I've learned in my marriage, I'm glad I had a relationship with God first. Because like I said, I dated my, my husband for four years prior to getting married. And when I start changing, he pretty much stayed the same. And I told him I wanted to be married. And he politely told me, I don't want to be married. I'm like, okay, then that's fine. But like I said, I didn't give him an ultimatum. I decided to move on because I I heard God's voice and God told me I was not wife material. And he was right. I was not wife material wanting to be married. But he led me on a journey. And the day after I said I do, you know what my husband did? He, he hollered at me. And all I could say was sugar, honey, iced tea. But I knew I had that conversation with God that I was the one that he needed to work with. And I allowed God to work on me being, them, being a wife and not just be married. I just did not want what everybody else had got. I wanted to be that wife, that virtuous woman that they talk about in the Bible. You know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing that I want to be better than that Ruby that, you know, I'm worth more than Ruby. I wanted that. And I asked God to make me be that. I think, so, you know, what, one of the things you said you, you keep mentioning is what you ask the Lord for having that relationship with in the Lord to tell him the things that you so desire, but you still have to choose with your free will, right? Whether you're right. going to do the things that are required that the Lord says can be for you. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I made choices. Because, you know, growing up, I didn't marry when I was young. I was 38 when I got married. So I was kind of pretty much older. And I didn't date a whole lot of guys. But the one thing that happened to me in my journey of being young was a heartache. Mm. I had a heartache. I had a, my, the guy broke up with me, got somebody pregnant. And that was one of the best things to me 
that changed me. I liked me. I knew exactly who I was and what I wanted. I learned that through that heartache. I just didn't keep pondering over that heartache. Once I got over it, I learned to, I focus on me because I got that from my parents. You know, like I said, you know, you treat people how you want to be treated. And if you don't love yourself, can't anybody else love you either. either. And that's what they used to tell me. And through that journey of being disappointed and a broken heart for myself, that day I stood in church and I cried and I couldn't stop. And I went to church just so I can stop crying because I was tired of crying. And those tears are real. And I just told me, Jesus, you stop these tears. Now I won't cry no more. But to me, uh, in an instant, those tears stopped. And see, we all go through heartache and disappointment and just really don't know how to handle it. Like I said, that's why I always say we have to put God in our relationship, whether you're married or not put God first. And I know I don't want to sound like the Bible, but just how it was for me so that I didn't have to have all those different heartaches and disappointment that comes with being a marriage. Adversities are really real in a marriage. And in the end of my 23 years, I know exactly my mission. I know my aim with God for me because I had to change this person, this man that God had given me. Like I said, we all make mistakes. So I, I've learned not to judge, no matter what. I, I really, I'm I'm that strong person. I'm like, okay, let me pray about this thing. Because God knows, I don't like this either. I'm just like everybody, I don't like being married. I'm like, God, are you really sure we supposed to be married and two become one? So how, a, does this, how does this two thing become one really work? Having a relationship, communication. You got to communicate. You know, you got to let people be who they are. You got to love who you are. You have to know who you are. And you got to know whose you are. But that was, those was good points for me. Because I learned some of it through my journey. But I learned a lot of it before I got married. Like I said, I didn't get married until later on in life. And I had a whole lot of disappointments in life. From being in my household until, you know, even when you get married, you get disappointed. So I had to find something that's going to make me feel whole. And when I learned to love myself, hey, it was nothing a man could tell me. I mean, a, a man told me one time I, my neck was going to be ripping when I got old. I didn't know if he was telling the truth or not, but I, I just don't listen to negative things. I focus on the positive. And if you don't have anything good to say, I'm going to believe it. Don't say nothing at all. So in a relationship, in a marriage relationship, how important is it, we talk about communication, how important is it to, to bridle your tongue? It's very important to me because sometimes some things it's not even worth saying, even though you don't get along. You can't change people. You can't make me change my view. That's, that's how I feel. You have to sell people for who they are. And if they feel different, you know, we, you say what you have to say and you go your merry way. So in, you know, um, your, your book title is many are called to be married, but few become wives. Yes, because we all get married. And to me, 
like when my husband got diagnosed with congested heart failure during COVID, it wasn't no peaches and cream in my house either, just like a whole lot of people. But I had to learn to, regardless of what, what was going on inside their power marriage, I still do what I'm supposed to do as a wife. Because he got sick. And I didn't understand why he was sick, but he was going to work, coming home, saying that he was tired. And I didn't understand. I'm like, okay, let's go to the doctor. He was like, he'll go later. And then it cropped, it got worse and worse. My life just went out. That's why I'm looking so strange. I'm like, why my life just go out? But I don't know why. But um, I'm sorry. And he was he was becoming very honorary doing his sickness stuff. He didn't understand. And see, that's something hard too, because I'm like, I don't understand what's going on with you. You don't understand what you're going with you. And I'm telling you to go to the doctor, but you're not. We're getting older and you can become much more honorary in your older age. So I had to learn to keep my mouth shut a lot of times during those trials and errors communication when we were not seeing eye to eye and I would just you know later on after we calm down I'll talk to him and I just tell him my view I don't ask him I just tell him this is how I feel and he and I'm like no you listen to me because we if, if we both going to be talking at the same time we're not listening to each other so let's just wait until we calm down and we both do that and I think it's important um your example of we're not going to be in agreement with everything that the other person says and or does and being willing to step back and know when to speak and when not to speak is very important. Cause I think sometimes if you speak too fast, you wind up saying something that, you know, you're going to regret. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm one of those people. I don't like to regret nothing. And I really focus on what I'm saying to people because I'll think about it. Because I don't want to say I'm sorry. And I will if I have to. But before I have to say that, I won't say anything. I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I mean, like, like I told him, it's not worth it. You know, I mean, like I said, I thought it was a joke when God said two become one. I'm like, God, this is the hardest thing. This marriage is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I can... Yes, I've been married 39 years. So yes, I can relate. Um, in respect to your book, many are asked to be married, but few become wives. Why did you decide to write this particular book and give it this title? You know, during the, uh, it was during the election. And, you know, everybody on TV talking about how, you know, the stars and everybody getting a divorce and, you know, on the news and people are, are just not agreeing. And you married and said for better or worse to that person, right? And when I saw that woman snatch her hand from her husband from the, uh, on national television, because it was worldwide. And I'm looking like, Wow. Because a true wife wouldn't do that. Because don't think every time I go out with my husband, it is peaches and cream. It is not. It's many times I was upset with him when I took went walked into work, okay? And I worked with a bunch of women. And I was the only woman that was married. Maybe one or two was in no matter, but me being one of the older ones, 
you know, people look at you and pay attention. And that day I may be a little quiet, but I still socialize. No one ever knows what's going on in my household. I don't carry my household to work with me. And that's how I got that title. I like when you said, um, I don't carry my life to my work with me. And I think that's one of the things I, I'm a college professor that I always tell my students is that you go to the to the work because they hired you to do a job. They right. didn't hire you to become friends with the people there, but you can be friendly to everybody, meaning you can speak to everybody, you can say good morning, and it uh, keep a lot of things down. Right, it does. And like I said, even when I, if I'm still upset when I get home, I cook, I clean, I do whatever I'm supposed to do as a wife for my husband when he come home. I'm still going to make him feel like the man that he belongs inside his home. Even if I'm mad or don't agree, I'm not going to torture him, you know, throughout a day or two or a month or two, you know, because I'm mad. I said what I had to say. I said my piece. And I'm going to leave it right there. Whether we agree or not. So you really believe in um, addressing situations and not going to sleep, being upset. Well, the part about going to sleep, I don't go to sleep upset. It's okay with me. Okay. But that doesn't bother me. Okay. But I'm going to say what I have to say before I go to bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, you know, and, it, and if he say what he has to say before he go to bed, if I don't like it, I just don't like it. But I'm going to go to sleep. So, so we don't have to like everything the other person says because they're not going to no. like everything that we say. <laughs> right. Well, no. No, like I said, I've been married 23 years. And like I said, and being an older person getting married, because I didn't marry young, like I said. I was already, you know, at 38. You know what you want. You know what you're going to do and what you ain't going to do with, when you come to a relationship and being in a relationship with a man. So I didn't go in there with that attitude. That's good. I so wanted to. Go ahead. I wanted to be a wife. I just didn't want to get married. I just wanted something different. I don't see multiple friends get married adultery and all that stuff having all that goes on you know you get married and you don't talk and then you start to you know you're gonna take the children from no take the children from that person no i don't believe in all that so i just like mm -mm. so how can we distinguish the difference from being married and becoming a wife manifesting what you want i want peace i don't want nothing else in no relationship whether i'm married or not even with friendships I be at work, I was at work 10 and 12 hours a day with a bunch of women. So I don't, I don't know what it worth being a, in a place with a whole bunch of women or coming home to an unhappy marriage. So I chose to be happy no matter where I go. I don't let anybody determine, determine what my day is going to be like. I remember asking my husband one time, do I make you happy? He said, no, sometimes. You know what I told him? That's your fault. Because you should never wake up in the morning and allow somebody else to determine your day. That's right. Yeah, he looked at me like, I said, you know, hey. And I just hopped my little heavy self on that house. Because like I said, my husband can hold a grudge to kingdom come. I watched my mom and dad married. I'm like, I know what I didn't want. Hmm. I watched my aunts not be married, five of them not be married. 
and in, in and out of relationship, I knew what I didn't want. I think it's very important um, with your with your book and what you're doing um, that you're going to help, you know, quite a few people on the journey. And what do you expect for someone who's reading your book to gain from it? Maybe share one or two points offhand that you think that they should have as a takeaway from your book. Takeaway was... Marriage was a mind changing. It's mind changing. That's what it was for me. It was a mind changing. And you have to not live in your past because you won't ever have a future. You can't grow growing up in your parents' household and then going into your own household and putting the same rules. You can't do that. It's not going to work. My mother stayed with me for about a year, not because she couldn't afford to. She was a travel nurse and she was staying here in Atlanta and it was four of us staying here. And so, so she chose to stay in the house with me, which was fine. And my husband allowed it for a year. But when the day came when I had to tell my mama she had to get out, oh my God, I just thought I was going to fall through the floor. But what he said made sense. When a man leaves his, when a man get married, he cleaves to his wife. And when a wife get married, she cleaves to her husband. So I had to tell my mom she had to get out of my house. And I think my mom was kind of perturbed for a minute, but he didn't say it in an evil. He didn't mean any malice or anything behind it. He just said that he didn't feel like he at home. He felt like he was in prison. Mm. You know, because everything, he can't walk in the kitchen by himself. He can't go to the den with his chocolate. He always had to be dressed and act like he was going somewhere. He was just going downstairs in his household. And everybody should be comfortable where they pay the rent or the mortgage, right? <laughs> Mom had a house. And like I said, she didn't really have to stay here. She just chose to stay with me because I was the oldest daughter. And, you know, she, my mom, I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I, I'm I'm not really, discuss I didn't really discuss it with him. I just uh -huh. said, my mom, can my mom stay with us? And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, but, I, you know, he mama, she my mom. So I'm like, okay, I'm happy. But like you said. Lessons learned, right? Yes, lesson learned. You know, in your book, you said um, at the beginning of your introduction, you mentioned that, um, you know, you started talking about marriage at a young, in, in your early 20s, seriously. But you were talking about having that marriage to God, but that you didn't want to be a nun. So what did you mean when you said that you would marry God? And I was young and looking at my mother and father married, I, I just didn't want to, I didn't care if I married a man or not. I wasn't even thinking about a man. I know. I mean, I just like I'm not. I'm gonna get if I get married, I'm gonna marry God. And because I didn't understand what I was saying, but as I got older, having God in my relationship, you see, I didn't grow with marriage in my my parents. God wasn't in my parents' relationship, and I I realized that. So, I've always been a person that goes to church and I listen very well. And an older lady told me a long time ago, every man wants to be needed. So if that if you marry a man, God will give you a husband. But sometimes the husband that he gives you is to bring him to him. And I can truly say that. Me marrying my husband, he's a 
excellent husband. But the God part of it, I see a big, big difference now. Me doing, saying my prayers and being true to who I was in our relationship. He's a changed man. And like I said, he wasn't bad, but he had his issues. And I'm like, okay, God, really? So I had to pray a lot. Because the man I fell in love with, I fell in love with. Him. But the man that God got me to allow me to get to know, I'm like, okay, God, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all a journey. It's all a lesson. Yes. You, you mentioned in your book, um, you know, that you hope to change the worldview on the relationship of marriage with the new era that we are approaching. What do you see right now as the worldview and what would that change look like? You know, you see a lot of things on television, a lot of things that me, when I grew up, I didn't get, I didn't see. You know, I saw uh, Leave it to Beaver, Cleaver, the uh, Leave it to Beaver, the Cleavers, they, you know, that perfect marriage. Now, they, you see any and everything, all you hear and you see about marriage now is getting divorced. You know, it's okay to divorce. It's okay to get married just to get a divorce. But why not? Just why are you going to marry? And I know God says better to marry to li than live into sin. But you got a choice of who you're going to marry. If a man's not going to make you feel like the woman that you need to be feel like, then don't marry him. A marry, if you marry a man and you got to change him, don't marry him because you can't change a man. And a lot of women thinking now, he'll change when you get when they get married and that's not true i've spoken to so many young girls meeting guys on the internet strangers from different states and i'm like you travel to see him she said yes and i'm like but you're 26 and he's 35 and i know that's not that's you're too young to me she was too young and i told her that i'm like you're too young i said but you don't know him he lives in another state i said well did you go to his house she said, no, we met up at a hotel. See, it's too much of that going on. And now it's so much sex trafficking going on. So these people don't, because they meet strangers. You let strangers in your house. <laughs> we eat food from a stranger. Those are things that we was taught not to do. Mm -hmm. You yeah. don't talk to strangers. All that is going on. And these, these girls are young. And the examples, they don't get too many examples like we did. Some people say, you act like a lady, he'll treat you like a lady. But most of the stuff I see on television, they wouldn't be considered a lady in my eyes. So what I want to get the young people, do, girls to quit wanting to get married, want to be a wife. They don't. We don't teach our children to want to be a wife, our young ladies to be a wife. That's something that we don't do. Okay, marriage, marriage is good. Marriage is good. They don't tell you marriage is a whole lot of work. Marriage is a whole lot of work. Because you read, when you read my, if you read my book, that's what that book talks about. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of things that's going to happen that you're not going to like. So my relationship with God first made a big difference. Mm -hmm. My father sowed a lot of seeds in me that I thought he was crazy when I was young. And I'm like, Put God first. I'm like, okay, whatever. God, you know, already, God gonna order your step, whatever. But when I got older, especially when I got married, 
Oh, I saw all them words that he told me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean down to your own understanding. Because I didn't understand marriage. I'm like, I'm married now, God. Just <laughs> make all of that mean. Because I know when I was young, I said I wasn't going to Man, hollering at me. Oh, babe, that ain't going to happen. But it happens. A lot of things in a marriage happens that people don't say. Oh, he cheated on me and I'm a, I'm a divorce. And he cheated on you. And you got to figure out what you're doing wrong or right to cause him to go on the outside. And if it's not you and he's doing it because he wants to, then you have every right to divorce him. But I have a lot of friends get married. Oh, I ain't cooking. Oh, I'm not doing that. My husband called me three o'clock in the morning and said he hungry and I can be mad. I'm going to get up and I'm going to feed him. He's out stopping and buy him a sandwich. I mean, I cook him a meal, but he's going to eat. And I think I love that you know, one of the things we have to realize is that every marriage looks different. Yes. No, no two marriages are the same. The two people in each marriage are not the same. We don't all think the same. We're not going to engage the same. But what works in each marriage to build it is between those two people. So I know we can give people some perspective. We can share even our examples. But when it comes down to it, let's let's hopefully like with your book you're going to give them enough insight that they are gain some truths about what marriage really is they will understand some challenges and responsibilities like you said um that that are required um to become that wife and that there are many realities that they have to look at and i think those are the things that you um in your book many are asked to be married but few becomes wife become wives when they gain those insights that you have shared then their eyes will at least be open right so that they can make a better a more informed decision before they decide to be married but choose to be married to become a wife not just to be married, to say that you're just connected with someone. Right. You know, the, you know, the, the women that I've had to read my book and they gave me uh, remarks on it, a lot of them read it and they didn't put the views on uh, the internet. But my friends that read it, I had one friend that was married for 20 some years and ended up getting a divorce. And she said she had read my book prior when doing she her marriage and maybe she wouldn't have divorced her husband. She said she would have fought harder for her marriage. You know, you know, he cheated, you know, but what men don't, a lot of them do. I ain't saying mine does, yours do, but a lot of men cheat. I cook for my husband. I serve my husband. And that's something different. And I had a lot of friends, you know, realizing, you know, serving your husband, make him feel like, I don't care. Mine ain't, is not no king, but I make him feel like a king when he come home. And that's what we need to teach our young girls. You can't get mad and stay mad for days at a time. That that look, that young lady is going to see that. When she goes, she, she's going to remember that. I remember a lot of things in my mother and father marriage. But it was things that I didn't want to do. And I, and I made sure I did it, do them. I think you have a great um, story that you're going to share and are sharing with many. As we get ready to... Close. Yes, our time went that fast. As we get ready to close, uh, Cassandra, could you 
tell everyone how they can get your book. And then I want you to leave a final empowering thought with the list. Google the book, the name of the book. Many are asked to be married. Very few become wives. It is on Amazon. So I want to thank again, Cassandra, for coming in today, sharing with us from her life, her journey, and um, reach out, get a copy of her book. Many are asked to be married, but few become wives. I probably said that wrong, but y'all forgive me. But listen, say it, right. say it. Oh, did I say it right? Okay. Um, get a copy of the book. Get a copy for your girlfriend too. Why don't you get a copy? Y'all get a copies and get together and have a book discussion about this book, okay? I guarantee you, you will be enriched and probably freed in some areas as well. So again, Cassandra, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Remember everyone, this is Dr. Annette Publishing Pusher. I like to say to you, remember you are blessed to be a blessing and you are the visible manifestation of his invisible presence. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Dr. Vanessa Chad Podcast, brought to you by John A. Publishing. Be sure to stay tuned in for future conversations and engagements. Check out the website, jotnapublishing.org, and subscribe to this show on your preferred podcast app. Shout out to 95 for the production. Be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.